Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining in today to listen to this episode. Um, I thank you for taking the time out to to see what I'm talking about. (laughs) And also just to invest in your health and wellness. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing that we kind of take that time out to invest in our health and wellness and also to be intentional about it. So again, I thank you. So this is a national Women's History Month. So I thought that this would be the perfect time for me to, um, you know, talk about my journey. And I know I've done it before, but I think this would be a cool space to be able to talk about it in its entirety and that it can be a space where you can kind of refer back to to give tips. Again, like you, if you have listened to my previous episodes, I'm not just on here just talking about myself and why I did certain things or, you know, how it happened. I offer tips to help, hopefully to help you, to inspire you, to encourage you to be the best person that you can be um, holistically. And so, on this podcast, we talk about everything wellness. That's why it's called All This Wellness Podcast. And so we talk about everything that related to wellness. Um, that could be, you know, um, physical wellness, spiritual wellness, financial wellness, mental wellness. Um, and so that's why it's called All Is Wellness. So if um, just to give a little backstory about me, if you've never um, got on this podcast before, you even listen to me, or you even know who I am. I am Marquita Hudson. I am the owner and founder of Live Well Beautiful Coaching and Counseling, livewellbeautiful.com if you want to know more information. And um, I am a clinical therapist. Some people prefer a psychotherapist, but it's the same thing. I help people with mental health concerns. Um, I'm also a certified lifestyle and weight management specialist and wellness coach. Um, I currently work as a... um, Oh, I think I said that a clinical therapist where I provide therapy and counseling for uh, children, families, individuals, just to help them, um, you know, um, be the best person that they can be and help them through life challenges because we all have them. Right. And so that's a little bit about me. Oh, I am a social worker and it is social worker month. How can I forget? Oh, yes. March is just a beautiful month. It's Women's Month, National Women's History Month, and it's National Social Worker Month. Yes. So I am a licensed master social worker and I am currently uh, prepping for my exam for my licensed clinical social worker um, exam and become a clinical uh, social worker. And so that's like the highest degree, I guess, licensure you can get as a social worker, I believe. But Anywho, that's enough about me. I want to get into this episode. Oh my God. And so pretty much this episode is about my wellness journey. I'm going to be totally transparent and open up about everything. Again, I have shared this before, but I think it's important to share this on this platform um, because it reaches so many people, people that I probably would never meet. And that's the whole intention of this. And so, okay, how I started, let's just dive into it. Why I started. So um, I started my 
journey into wellness and we can call it weight loss but usually it's it's you know once you do this thing like for real for real you'll know that it's so much bigger than weight loss oh my gosh <laughs> but why i started i was it was 2012 i had um just finished my i was graduating with my bachelor's degree in social work and mind you it took me 10 years to get that bachelor's degree and i'm saying this because it's going to make sense you know it's going to be a part of this journey so it took me 10 years to get a bachelor's degree in social work um prior to that i was just you know a working class individual working in warehouses and doing different things like that for about 10 years I did dab into a little cosmetology school and different things like that, but I wasn't, I was never consistent with anything, <laughs> never. And so when I got into a space of getting my bachelor's degree in December, 2012, I'll never forget. I was like, wow, I really put forth the effort to be consistent in something, right? I was like, man, I, I never thought that I could do it. Um, just to get a little bit more information, I barely graduated from high school. I had to go to summer school. It wasn't that I wasn't smart. It's just that, you know, not having the support and also just having that, I guess, um, you know, being able to be consistent. You know, high school, some of the some of the things, um, you know, are on you, but also it's just your environment and parents and different things like that. Not to get not to get into that part, but just to give you a little backstory. And so, I barely graduated from high school, and once I graduated college uh, with my degree in social work, I was like, wow, I really was able to do this. Of course, with the grace of God you know, but actually put forth the effort in doing this. And I was like, wow, if I did that, how about me taking that same effort, intentionality and everything that I had that was able for me to able to do that, to put forth in my health. Now, during this time in 2012, I wasn't going to the doctor consistently. I'll go if I had some issues or whatnot. And I had plenty of them, right? So some of my issues were um, I had very heavy cycles, very heavy cycles to the point where I could not, um, you know, go out. I couldn't go out to work. Like I couldn't do anything. Um, they were so heavy to the point where um, I had to wear those. Um, and I'm sorry, man, if you're listening, it's just real. Um, I had to wear the biggest, I think, um, pads that they had. And then I was soaking those up maybe in 30 minutes. And so I constantly had to change. So I had very heavy cycles. I had issues with fibroid tumors. Um, I had migraine issues, um, stiffness in, in, in my legs. Um, just, I mean, so many multitude of things. I, I, it was a lot of physical issues that were going on. And so those physical issues led to, you know, some emotional issues, some mental health concerns, you know, low self-esteem, low confidence, not feeling really good about myself because I didn't feel good physically. Um, and so I was going through all of those things. And so at that point, I think I was maybe, um, I remember getting on the scale and I was, you know, at not having a scale at home because I didn't do any of that. I went to the doctor because I was having issues with uh, pain and um, was seeking pain management, which is so crazy. How can you, anywho, manage pain is crazy. We need to get to the core of what's going on, which my doctors did not do, but that's another podcast. So 
Um, I got on the scale and I think it's, I remember it saying like 289, 290, something like that. And um, <clears throat> at that point I was like, okay, something has to be done. I, I need to do something, you know, um, because regardless of what it said on the scale, I felt horrible. I, I really didn't feel good. Dry skin, just a lot of issues that, that made me not feel good about myself. And so um, I was like, okay, so let me start doing something. You know, I didn't care about um, what weight, I, I didn't have a weight goal. I didn't have a goal of um, like size dresses or I just wanted to feel better. Like y'all, I just wanted to feel better. I just wanted to be a normal human being where I didn't ha have to stay, whatever that means, but <laughs> I didn't have to, um, you know, when I came on my cycle, I didn't have to, um, <clears throat> wonder if I'm going to mess up my pants and um, having these migraine headaches and popping all these Tylenol. Like, I just wanted to be like, get up and be normal. And I wanted to feel normal and feel good about myself. And so that was the beginning of my journey. And I have a little backstory that um, <clears throat> I think I may have shared in spaces, but I was kind of hesitant to share when I first shared it, but I'll share it on here. It was an incident that happened with me. And hold on, let me sip this tea for a minute. <clears throat> oh, it's so good. Yes, Lord, it's so good. Okay. So... I remember uh, going to an amusement park and um, yeah, just to make the story short, um, I, you know, I, I used to love riding on roller coasters and um, I was going to this amusement park and um, I got on the, you know, got in the chair, the, the seat and it has that bar, you know, that you put over your leg and they could not get the bar down um, on my leg. And it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. They had to get two guys to try to push it down. And the line was bagged up and children, everybody was looking. And I just got off the roller coaster. And I was like, I just, I don't even want to do this. And that was so embarrassing. And to this point, y'all, I have not gotten on a roller coaster again. Um, and I know that's crazy, you know, but that's the, that's, that's just a backstory of how kind of why I started my journey. You know, I want to be able to just be a normal person, be able to get on a roller coaster and enjoy myself. Um, but that was one of the most embarrassing moments. I have plenty, but I'm not going to share them on here. That's related to, you know, the physical issues that I had. Uh, most of, most of them are physical, um, not a lot of embarrassing mental or emotional issues because, you know, we kind of keep those things to ourselves, but, uh, for the most part, yeah. And so that's just a little backstory of why I started. And so, um, yeah, I want to make sure that I hit everything of why I started again. It wasn't related to, um, trying to fit into a dress or, um, wanting to get a certain size. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But that's just not my journey um, because, honestly, I didn't see anybody around me trying to do anything healthy. Everybody in my family was obese and and um, had issues with high blood pressure and things like that. And I did as well. I remember going to the doctor and the doctor was like, um, yeah, you have high blood pressure and was trying to put me on high blood pressure pills, uh, hypertension pills um, in my 20s. 
and also um, pre-diabetic. I was pre-diabetic. Oh, yeah, it was a lot. I had numbness in my legs. Um, I, I was going through a lot. I had a, a lot of fluid. And most of these things were in my late 20s. And so um, 2012, I think I was maybe 31. And so I decided to embark on this journey late 2012. I mean, when I say late, I'm thinking maybe after Christmas um, because I graduated in, in December 16th. And so it was after Christmas. And so I planned it out. I was like, okay. And my plan was pretty much like, okay, what am I going to do? And so I was like, okay, I see people walking. Like, mind you, I'm telling you, I had no idea of what to do. I wasn't familiar with any diets. I don't know about the diets that was going on back then. Um, I think at that point, social media, yeah, social media was, you know, Facebook and everything was was popping, but I wasn't, I wasn't on there like that. I think I was still on MySpace or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh it wasn't this big thing about like you wasn't always fed these um you know, these social, you know, fed from social media about living a healthy lifestyle, or at least I, I wasn't researching it because I had no clue that those things existed. And so that's why I started. And I want to make, make this concise. That's why I started. Now, how did I do it? We're going into the how. So the first, very first thing that I did was, okay, look at the foods that I'm eating. That was so hard for me, y'all, because I ate everything. Like, I'm, I, I, I was not necessarily a junk food eater. You would not see me with a lot of junk food and chips and cookies and muffins and candy. That wasn't my thing. I like to eat food. I was a meat, potatoes, hot wings, of course. My thing was like pizza. I love that. Um, And I said hot wings, of course, because a lot of people know that backstory, and I may share it. But I, I like food. I wasn't a junk food person. Uh, you know, I was like, let me eat. And so those were the things I was eating, but it was kind of like how I was preparing them, you know, cooking them in the bad seed oils and different things like that, eating a lot of bread, eating, a, a you know, a high amount of, um, you know, like just, just, just pastas and really, really bad food and not having any portion control and different things like that, because I had no clue about those things. And my doctor didn't even give me that information after they said that I was pre-diabetic and high and had hypertension. They were just like, oh, you need to change your diet. Okay. I'm like, how, you know, they didn't give me anything, but nevertheless, so how did I do it? My first thing that I did again was looking at what I was eating. Because even back then, in my mind, I knew that eating was something that I needed to become aware of and how to do it in a healthy way. I, back then, I even wasn't too big on exercise because, one, I was embarrassed because I was, you know, I was heavier. I'm just being, this is being honest. You know, you may have some people out there that, um, you know, they go to the gym and they're, they're heavier and they don't be embarrassed. But I knew at that time I wasn't stepping a foot in the gym. So I already knew that nutrition was going to be the thing that I needed to to um, to dial in on and lean into. And so the first thing that I did was cut back on sodas. That was my first thing. I didn't try to cut back on soda and do this and do that. I just said, okay, 
I'm going to start drinking more water because it made me feel good. I was like, okay, how can I do this? Now, back then I drunk sodas every day, all day. I didn't even drink water, period, you know? So um, I was like, okay, I'm going to cut back on drinking sodas instead of drinking, you know, I probably drink three sodas a day to 20 ounce um, Sprites. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take one of those 20 ounces away and replace it with a what it was uh, a 16 ounce um, water, right? So that's all I did. I did that from the until like the end of December, around that time, and um, yeah, that's what I started to do. Then I got um, I got aware of doing that, and I think even around Christmas, I was just in a different mindset. I didn't even want to eat food like I was eating. And so I dabbed a little bit of here and there as far as the food around Christmas, but I was still consistent with that water. And so mind you, nobody really knew about me being on this journey. I didn't share with nobody. I was just like in a different space. And so the beginning of, and so I made a new year's resolution. I was like, okay, it seems like that I'm able to do this. And so I was one of those New Year's resolution people. And I'm not the person to say, um, you know, you shouldn't do New Year's resolution. However, I am the person to say you need to be intentional with it and not just do it because it's a trend. So I made a New Year's resolution in 2013 that I would start changing my food. And I would also just walk. Walk maybe... Um, what 30 minutes and that was the hardest thing for me to do because i had a lot of fluid in my knees and my legs um and i just never worked out prior to then i didn't i didn't do any walking the most walking that i did was maybe around campus um back then but i didn't take an extra effort to do anything and this was 2000 january 2013 so um this is what i did this is the first thing. I cut back on drinking sodas. And so I replaced one of my sodas. I was drinking like three a day, the 20 ounce Sprites, and added one um, bottle of water, like a 16 ounce bottle of water. Okay. Then I started to walk 30 minutes a day, just walking, no running. I, I, I wouldn't dare run back then. I had no clue about that. So that's all that I did. And so within maybe a month and a half, and and this is just a reference, within a month and a half, I was able to shed about 20, about 25 pounds. And I think it happened so fast because my body was never used to doing any type of dieting, any type of working out. It was like my body was like, yes, finally, you're giving me some relief because, you know, um, you have been in this space for so long that now you're doing something to help because mind you i've always been the heavier person even in grade school i can't remember a time where i was not the heaviest or close to the heaviest person in elementary school um high school and even in certain spaces you know um so i've always been heavy 
Like I've never been like, okay, I want to get back to high school skinny. No, I, I wasn't high school skinny. I was always a heavier person. Always. You know, even out of my siblings, I was the heaviest person. And I think my mom said I was the heaviest child she had. Um, I think about 10 pounds, I believe. I weighed about 10 pounds. So, um, yeah, this has been a part of my life forever. <laughs> so now that's how I started. And so um, I started feeling good and confident. You know, when I was able to release that 25 pounds, I felt good. My, you know, the first thing that I noticed physically was the migraines went away. So I think that was related to the high blood pressure. And at that point, I still didn't, you know, I didn't, um, you know, I still wasn't like going to the doctor. I still didn't cut out a lot of the foods that I was eating. I just started cutting out that soda. Um, and then I found myself in the space of, um, you know, wanting to be a part of like a group or just wanting some support. And so this is so funny to me when I tell this story. And so I think back then the biggest loser was on television. So, um, I was trying to sign up for that thing. I was like, okay, let me sign up for the biggest loser because, this is harder than I thought. I need to get some help with this. And so I'm literally watching the show, eating like a pint of ice cream, right? Um, and I really don't even eat ice cream, but I was just like, I want ice cream that day. And I remember this day so vividly. I'm sitting on my couch watching The Biggest Loser. Like, okay, yeah, they are doing it. They're exercising. They're doing stuff I've never heard of. They're... I'm like burpees, like what? What is all? What is this stuff? And so I was like, yes, I'm signing up for this. I'm signing up. And so I got online on my computer, and um, I was like, biggest loser, this and that, yada yada yada. And so the algorithms were working back then because what happened was when I typed in biggest loser, biggest loser Memphis showed up, and I was like, oh, so you mean to tell me I don't have to leave? Memphis? I can stay in Memphis and that's where I'm from, y'all. So, and I know you probably can tell because I talk, you know, country, Southern, and I love it, but that's just who I am. <laughs> and I was like, cool. So I don't even have to leave Memphis to go. They have one here. And I was like, okay, so that's great. And I'm thinking they may have them like in different spaces. I'm so glad that they have one here. And so I was like, okay, so next week, this is what I'm doing. I am going to uh, meet up at this place because they had the address and everything. And I was like, I'm going here. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Um, <clears throat> everything, I tried to talk myself out of it. I'm being so honest because I was still not confident in myself. You know, even though I had lost 25 pounds, I wasn't confident in myself. And that let me know that it's more of a mental thing, you know? later on in my journey. And so um, I end up going, you know, and it was such a beautiful space. Let's just say this. And I say that because I saw people who looked like me. Now, here's the thing. When, we, when you see the show on Biggest Loser, you see people that are not black. Let's just be honest. Like, it's not a lot of contestants on there that were black. But when I went into this space, and it was people that looked like me, far as my skin tone, far as my weight. 
I was like, oh, this is the space that I'm going to be in. And I loved it. And it just became something that it just became a part of my life that I was like, okay, black people really do take care of themselves. Like we're not just out here, you know, just eating soul food or whatever every day that was going on in my mind back then. And so I joined the group and I think I started, I still was walking because I just felt like that was just a good space for me. But I will go back then. I think I was maybe going to the group twice a, a week, maybe, maybe twice. But I was in the back. I was in the back. Like, I was like, uh, I'm going to be in the back. You know, I was introduced to whoever, you know, um, the subgroup that I was going to be in. But I was still kind of like, uh, I don't know about this. But I tried my best. I know when I joined, I was very intimidated because it was some exercises that I've never done or couldn't do. Like even a jumping jack. I couldn't do 10 jumping jacks um, when I joined that group. So, um, yeah. But, you know, I continue to go like maybe once. Uh, I think I, you know, for the most part, being consistent with like once a week. And I was still focusing in on my nutrition. And so... I knew I was like, okay, now I got to start back cutting, uh, cutting other things. And so I start back, I start cutting back on bread. And um, what I did was, and I've told this story so many times, and I'm trying to be as detailed as possible because it's definitely going to be a part two. And so I started cutting back on sodas and I started cutting back on bread. And so my thing with bread was, okay, you need two, you need, you need two pieces of bread or two buns to make a sandwich. And I was like, okay, so what if I cut back on one, you know, maybe fold my sandwich with one piece of bread and then I'll be good. And so that's what I started doing. Now, did I do that with every sandwich that I ate? No, but I did it maybe with one or two if I ate throughout the week. And then that went from, you know, um, cutting back on more every time I ate a sandwich I would um every time I ate a sandwich I would just do one piece of bread and then that one piece of bread went from went from uh, one piece of bread to like a tortilla wrap and the tortilla wraps went to lettuce wraps and then the lettuce wraps um yeah went to nothing or sometimes I do lettuce wraps now so I'm not a bread person and I know that could be a weakness for some people but at that time it was a weakness for me but I don't even eat any type of bread now so it cuz it's just not my thing but that's that's what I did and of course some of the weight started falling off uh my fibroids wasn't bothering me as much and I started feeling really good about myself my confidence was you know gained and so I can say this was around um, 2013, we're still in 2013, but this was around May that I was really from January to May. I was very consistent. I cut back on all, mostly all the sodas, um, at that point, And I also was cutting back on bread. And so by May, I wasn't eating any bread. And at that point, I don't know how much weight I lost. I really wasn't tracking it. I know the group was, but I can't tell you, okay, 2013 in May, I was X amount of pounds or I was in X amount of uh, pan size. I know when I started, I was in the 24 pans and um, a 40H bra and uh, I was almost 300 pounds. That's the only thing I really can't remember. And so, um, yeah, 
And that that was like the beginning, the trajectory of how did I do it? And so by May 2013, um, I stopped all of it. <laughs> I did not work out. I did not do any of that. Um, I was done with it. I didn't care how much weight I lost. I didn't care how much I was feeling better. Um, and I'm going to get into that part on the next episode. So it will be a part two to this. And I really encourage you to listen to this because this is going to show, you know, that when life happens and I'm going to share what happened during that time when I fell completely off and I didn't care about anything really about wellness and health. So make sure you tune in into the next episode, part two of um, my journey. And I'm so glad that you're still listening. And I hope that this inspires you and encourages you to keep pushing forth in your journey. So um, yeah, it will be a part two to this. And um, make sure that you listen to it. It may be a part three, but I'm telling you, it's worth it all. So thank you all so much for listening and tuning in. Um, I thank you just for taking this time out to listen to my journey. And I hope that it can inspire you and bring you hope and, and get you kind of started in your journey or restart. It's okay. I'm telling you, it is okay. And so um, listen to the next episode. And I thank you so much. And I pray that you not only live, but you live well, beautifully. Hey, y'all. Welcome to part two of me sharing my journey. Um, I'm so glad that you are listening. And I really, really hope and pray that this journey inspires you um, to to press forth. Like, you know, <laughs> just to press forth. And I was going to get into uh, a part of this where, um, you know, I... I never thought in a in a million years, however people say that, that this would be something that I would be doing. Like, and people don't even know how many times I ran away <laughs> from being like in this space of wellness coaching and um, just helping people in this way. I've ran away from it so many times, but God pulled me, you know, and this last time I was very, um, I tried to run away again. <laughs> And God was like, okay, this is the last time you're going to do this. I'm going to have to show you a little bit. And I'm going to share what he did um, to make sure that I am being in my purpose. Um, okay, so this is part two. And so we left off on May 2013. And I'm not going to go through each year, y'all, but this kind of sets the foundation. Because this was like the beginning year and so many things happen when you're in any type of journey. I don't care what it is. It can be something not related to um, wellness and, 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 and living a healthy lifestyle and weight loss. You know, it's, it's a lot of things that happen, like life happens. And so life happened to me in May of 2013. Um, I remember like I was going through depression. Honestly, didn't know what it was really. Um, even though I was a social worker, I was kind of working in this 
I, I really didn't know a lot about depression. And, you know, in the Black community, mental health is something that we didn't discuss, especially back in 2013. Like, it, we were maybe on the 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 the, um, the cups of it, but we, were, we, we weren't talking about it like we are now. And so I'm so thankful that we are now. But um, I was going through depression. And my depression was related to a relationship that I was in at that time. Um, the the person that I was with at that time was so not supportive of me changing. <laughs> and I have to laugh because you would think that if somebody loves you and cares for you, that they would be like 100 percent, um, you know, have your back when you're trying to better yourself. And so. Um, I started going through a depression, not to get too much into detail with the relationship, but pretty much the person that I was dating at that time didn't like the changes that they saw. I was gaining confidence. Um, I was, you know, I guess I was looking better. Um, you know, I was losing some weight. I, I felt really good about myself. So I wasn't in this low place, you know, um, I was, I was feeling great. And so the relationship took a complete turn, like, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, and I can laugh about it because I've learned so much, but it was horrible. And so this person was pretty much sabotaging um, my my journey into wellness. Um, and I'm not even going to go through all the crazy narcissistic things that this person did um, <laughs> to sabotage my, my journey. And so um, what ended up happening was we broke up um, and we were living together. We, we, we probably shouldn't have been living together either, but we broke up and um, I went through a depression because I really thought that this person was for me um, and apparently they were not. And they also revealed some other things to me that uh, that I was like, okay, you know, wow. <laughs> All right. So um, I went through a depression. So from May of 2013, to about September, I was I didn't do anything related to to weight loss or living a healthy lifestyle. But what one thing I did notice was I did not, even though I wasn't doing anything, I didn't go back to my old habits. Um, I was a partier, like I did a lot of smoking and drinking and this and that. I didn't go back to those habits prior to me starting my journey in 2012, the end of 2012. And so I didn't go back that way. And I, even though I wasn't like being as active, you know, like I was with nutrition and exercise, I didn't go back to those bad habits either because they just wasn't a part of who I was anymore, you know? And I, and, and, and I found this new space, this new me and God guided me in this way. It was like, that's not even who you are anymore. Let those things go. So even though I went through depression, I didn't pick up those bad habits that I was using to cope with. And my social worker brain was tapping in, was like, okay, you're helping people go through things. How can you, you know, help people and you can't help yourself? And so I started to, um, you know, during that time, I started to build my relationship heavily with God, you know, during that May and September time. Um, maybe, you know, I did kind of watch what I ate, but I really, you know, I maybe had started back eating stuff that I probably shouldn't have. And it was no working out. I probably walk a little bit here, but it wasn't consistent at all because I was going through depression. But during that wilderness time, 
God revealed to me, oh, this is where you're supposed to be, this journey. You know, but it took for God to remove people. Ah, say it. Yes, yes, yes. It took God, it took God to for me, for, for it took for God to remove people out of my life that were not uh were not gonna be a part of this journey in this season back back in that time between May of 2013 and um September of 2013. So between that time it was it was a wilderness space, but it I learned so much from it. And so I would just encourage you, like if you're even going through a wilderness time in your healthy lifestyle journey, to 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 see what where God is trying to show you in that time. What is he trying to tell you? What lesson can you learn from that space? Because it's so important um, because it's going to definitely help uh, the trajectory of your journey after you get out of that wilderness. And when you get through it, because you will, you will get through it. But while you're going through it, make sure that you're understanding, okay, what lesson am I supposed to learn? What people do I need to let in? What people do I need to let go? What mindset needs to shift? You know, so make sure that you're intentional in those wilderness spaces because, you know, you won't be in it for long. Okay, so let's bring it back. So when I dropped all of that weight, that not not physical weight, but the weight of another person and all that and all that depression and low self-esteem. September, the September of 2013, I connected back with the group. Um, and I was in a different mind space, y'all. Like, I can't even describe it. I was just like, yes, I can do this. I no longer have people that are not supporting me in my corner. I'm in a space where people are supportive. They're kind. Um, they're, they're, you know, they are about living a healthy lifestyle. And so I'm in the best space that I should be in. And so 2013, I hit September, 2013, I hit the ground running, literally. I, and during that time, God, um, you know, prior to that, he was showing me how I can do this thing. Like, okay, you've been able to do this now. Let's start cutting back on other foods. Let's start, you know, being more intentional with what you're eating. Let's start being more intentional with your workouts. And so um, that's where it started. 2013, September, I hit the ground running. Like I was so excited about life, just feeling better. And um, from that time, the group had shifted a little bit. And so it was some things that had changed. I was like, oh, okay. But it was a good change in my eyes um, back then. And so I hit the ground running. Um, I started to release more weight. I started to feel better. The weight was dropping. And so 2014 was kind of like, man, it was like a redefining um, and so let's just, let's just, I'm not trying to stretch it out, but I wanted to give you that basis or that foundation between 2012 and 2013 and what happened all in there. So 2014, I hit the ground running. Um, I started doing different type of workouts. Um, I, um, I joined this boot camp that was at this church in, in, in a part of Memphis and um, I was like doing burpees and like, it was just crazy. So I hit the ground running. My nutrition was 
was getting better. I started to more focus in more on portion control. I was still eating some of the stuff that I that 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 probably wouldn't be the best, but I was portioning myself out. And I think the most you know, portioning the food out. But I think the most beautiful thing was my mindset change and my relationship with God is during that time was heavy. Like, so I credit that for God to shift my mind and renew my mind in, in, in such a way where he was like, okay, I got your attention. You know, now you're feeling better. You're feeling better about yourself. You're loving yourself because you know that I love you first. Like it was such a, <laughs> a complete like turnaround. It was so amazing. Um, and so this happened, you know, in 2014 and mind you in that, in that space, I'm still keeping God first, but I'm allowing God to guide my journey because here's the thing, nobody around me, still my personal people, my family, nobody was doing this and I, I'm not blaming them. You know, everybody have their life, you know? And so God was the only person I really could lean on to in those personal moments. Cause I had no clue what I was doing. And so I was, I honestly think that I was guided to that, 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 that workout group from God, like God positioned and did everything. And so I started connecting with people in the group, like kind of like solo. And so we'll, you know, outside of the groups, we'll go work out, we'll do things. And so it was just such a supportive environment back then. And so, um, I think maybe 2014 was kind of like, one of the hallmarks because I think I ran my first 5k if I'm not mistaken well not run but you know I did it <laughs> and I was just doing a lot of things um during that time and so um around 2015 you know um I think I had lost the bulk of my weight um I want to say around 2015 and 16 I lost the bulk of my weight um I was feeling so much better I was a totally different person um, and so by that point, I believe my release of weight was maybe a hundred pounds. And um, I started incorporating like meal prepping and just doing a lot of different things um, to, to, to just enhance my life. And um, it was great. And I, I think I started going to the gym to, yeah, to maybe lift some weights. And so I didn't, so I, what I want you to kind of picture in your mind when I'm saying all these things, I didn't attack everything at one time. I took small baby steps and everything. I failed. I didn't, I didn't do anything for like a, a six, almost like a, what, a six month span between May and September, May june july august september about five months i didn't do anything um you know so i want you to really understand the power of taking small tiny steps the power because what's gonna happen when life happens and it does happen and i'm gonna talk about that again because life did happen to me again you're able to bounce back in a better way when you're taking those small, tiny steps because it's creating habits. You know, you're creating habits. And it's easy to, like, when life happens and when things happen, to go back to those habits that you created versus you're doing all of these things at one time and then when life happens, you, you're not able to bounce back better. You're not able to pick up those habits. And so that's the most important thing I want you to get out of that backstory that I gave. 
And so, you know, to kind of make this part of it short, because I definitely want to give you some tips and some things that you can do. Um, I started, you know, incorporating um, weight training later on. If I, you know, would I have done that earlier? I'm not sure. Because maybe mentally that probably would have been too much for me, you know. But um, I think my journey happened the exact way that it should have. Um, and so um, 2017, let's go to 2017. I um, This was, this was a, a moment where I think it shifted for me. So by 2017, I think I lost the bulk. Like I was over a, um, a release of 100 pounds. So... For the most of my journey, um, I maintained a loss of 130 pounds for the most of my journey. So I guess we can count 2012, the end. I can't say the beginning of 2013, but 2012, I had a mindset shift. Um, So the end of 2012. And so I was able to maintain most of that loss from 2012 to 2019. That's a long time. And I thank God for that because... Um, not only it was physical changes, like my mindset shifted. I was in a, a better emotional space. I, it, it was just amazing. And I could not have done that without God. So it just wasn't the physical changes. It was the mental, it was the emotional, it was the spiritual. It was all of that. That's why I've, I've, um, started Live Well Beautiful Coaching and Counseling because, it encompassed all of that to live the best quality of life and live the life that you were designed to live. And so um, I want to say, oh, I forgot. And so speaking of that, around 2015, 16 is when Live Well Beautiful was born. Um, God gave me the vision to start Live Well Beautiful. I had no clue of how it was going to be. But all I knew was God was like, people need to know what you went through. But I want you to do it in such a way where you're able to help people. Not just talk about it, but I need you to actually help people because people have no clue. You know, um, God gave me that vision back in, I want to say 2015, 16. I didn't move on it until 2016 because I was unsure. I was like, me? a person that's been unhealthy for most of her life, a person that's been a bigger body person for all of her life. You want me to do this? You got the wrong person. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'll just try to be a social worker and help people in that way. I don't want to do that. And that was the first time I ran away from that. So 2016 was that time that I, um, was like, okay, God, I'm going I'm to move on this because you're not going to allow me to let this thing go. You're not going to allow me to let it go. So I did that part. And I, you know, taking a few clients here and there since 2016, not just jumping full in it because I wasn't confident. And I didn't really think that God would choose somebody like me to do such a thing. So during that time, I was still building on it. And around 2017, um, I had completed a full marathon, I think 2017. And a little bit after that, I became sick. Um, and um, I ended up in the hospital with some weird kidney thing. And all I remember the doctor telling me that 
I don't even know how you're what she say, I don't even know how you're living right. She said living or I don't even know how you're up right now. Like she was like, your something is so low. I I just don't even remember everything, but I do remember that point. And she was like, we're going to keep you in the hospital for observation. And so I was in the hospital for two weeks um, for observation with something going on with my kidneys. And, you know, I don't like to get into much detail about that, but one thing I can get in detail about is once they did the observation, you know, um, and came back with the tests, they were like, we don't see anything, you know? And mind you, I was going through so much. I had uh, high fever. Um, I couldn't keep food down. I knew that something was going on. I was in so much pain, but they really couldn't find, they, the only thing that they said was something with my kidneys, but they really couldn't find what was going on. And so um, I do think that I may have did a little too much as far as the full marathon, but I don't know where they came from. But I think the testimony from that is God showed up. And um, after that, they were like, we can't find nothing, but you should definitely go home and recover. And I did. And so that gave me a different perspective on um in my journey and in life in general, like that just threw me. But one thing that it did, do, another thing that it did do for me was like, hey, you need to scale back for a minute. Because at that point, I didn't even understand why I was doing so much excessive working out. Like my food was always on point. I never been a person to restrict and like do all of these diets, but I started working out a lot more than I should. And I could be honest with that during that point. Now, common sense would say, why are you doing this? Because this is not what got you to uh, to release 130 pounds. You didn't do a lot of excessive working out. You didn't do uh, um, any diets or take any diet pills or have surgery. You did this the good old fashioned way. You cut back on the terrible foods that you were eating and you just move your body a little bit. I think it was, I was so hyped and like, I was in a space of, oh, I cannot gain that weight back. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. I was like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. And I was enjoying what I was doing. It, it became an idol in my life though. And that's, and that was interesting. And so that happened in 2017. And so God was like, you need to chill. And uh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it all the way. And so during that point, God uh, pulled me away from certain people, certain environments, because he needed me to, to get back to him. I started allowing my healthy lifestyle and my journey to become an idol in my life. Now, here's the thing. We can create idols out of anything. It can be your title. It can be your children. It can be your marriage, your relationships, your job, your how you look you know, um, making, you know, getting the bag, making money, we can create idols out of everything. So that was mine. And so, um, yeah. And so God started pulling me from these places and environments and it was hard. It was another wilderness moment. Um, but I learned that, okay, now you got, I got, God has my attention. Okay, God, I'm back here in this space. What lesson do I need to learn in this? What are you trying to show me? 
What do you, what, what is it? And it always went back to, I need you to focus in on this, this, this uh, promise, this purpose that I've given you, which is live well, beautiful. Because if you're trying to, Ooh, I got convicted y'all. He was like, if you're trying to tell people to live holistically, mind, body, spirit, and soul with this business that I've given you, you're not being a model of that. I was like, oh, I had to take it because here's the thing. God gave me this vision. This is this is something that he's just using for me. Like he's just using me to be a conduit to do this. He can choose anybody. He can choose anybody to do this. But he was like, I gave this to you and this is your purpose. So I need you to work on this. And so I became more intentional after that, after that wilderness moment. Um, from pulling me away from the environments and people. It was hard because he had to pull me away. I didn't release it. He had to pull me away. So um, once he pulled me away from that and I learned a lesson in the wilderness moment, I was like, okay, I'm being more intentional with with what he's given me, the purpose, he, what he's given me permission to do within the purpose. And so, um, yeah. And so from now, well, from from that point, 2017, I mean, it's a lot of little other things that I may be kind of missing out on. I don't want to get into too much detail, but I just wanted to give you the basis of how that happened. And so from 2017 to now, I'm really being more intentional with Live Well Beautiful coaching and counseling and modeling that. So it's nothing like, you know, being someone who's... um, in a space, wherever space it be, you know, we're talking about wellness, but you're not modeling that. And I'm not just talking about physical, you know, like if a person's a personal trainer and they don't look like they personal train. Yeah, I, I get it. You may have to have some look, but you don't have to be somebody that got abs and, you know, um, uh, you know, all of that. But you do have to kind of appear to be healthy, you know, Um and, and not only appear to be healthy physically, but you're doing things that people can see that, oh, this person is really about this, you know? So it's not always about the physical, but you have to model that in, in such a way that people can know, okay, this is their purpose. This is their truth. This is their authenticity. This is who they are. And so God has to bring you back to that space. And that conviction was serious, y'all. It was serious. I ain't gonna lie. It was like, oh, okay, God. But it's so amazing that, you know, we all have, you know, we all have a choice to have that type of relationship where we can say, hey, you know, what am I trying to learn? You know, and be able to tune our in, tune, tune in to wisdom to see what what God is going to reveal back to us in any season, in any space that we are in. And so that's how I did it. Like I I was being consistent. Um, I connected myself with um, environments that reflected where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And when those environments no longer reflected that, God had to pull me. And this is just not physical. This is mentally too. So those environments did not reflect who I was growing to be mentally, but God had to pull me from that thing. You know, he didn't, he didn't, I didn't just walk away and I'm, and I can say that because now it's such a beautiful experience and I'm so glad that I was able to learn from that. Um, and so that's how, that's how I did it. 
um, from from 2017, I'm just, you know, using that as a reference that year from now 2020, far as live well, beautiful, I'm being more intentional. I'm modeling that I'm getting away from the diet culture and just, you know, just focusing in or, oh, let me go work out, you know, or telling my clients, okay, you need to do this workout, but we're not focusing on behavior change. No, no, no. We have to focus on behavior change. That's what I'm saying. So I want to make that clear, you know, so live well, beautiful coaching and counseling. We're not focusing in on, okay, what you're doing for activity and what you're eating. We're talking about behavior changes for long-term success in your wellness journey. And so what does that look like? Shifting your mindset, being able to build healthy habits, And those healthy habits can look like exercise, body movement, self-care, creating boundaries, knowing where you are mentally. Those things are more important than exercise and nutrition. I'm just being honest. Um, And if I can rank exercise and nutrition, nutrition is first, always, always. That's never going to change. And so that's the part of Live Well Beautiful. And so... I didn't know it was going to be a part three to this, y'all, but it definitely is. But this last part is going to get into how am I maintaining it now and what you can do, other things that you can do personally in your journey. Um, And so I'm going to share some insight on that and listen up to the next next, um, episode, episode three, because it's going to be able to break down some practical things that you can do in your journey to be able to be successful and be the person that you want to be. Um, and I'll provide some guidance on how you can kind of set up your meals, um, your nutrition, and some other things that you can do and how to actually do it in a practical way. So thank you all so much for listening to episode two of my journey and look forward to episode three. And um, again, thank you for listening to the Olive's Wellness Podcast. And I hope that you can get some tips and some things that can help Uh, inspire, encourage, and empower you to not only live, but live well beautifully. Hey, hey, y'all. So yes, this is episode three about my journey, my healthy lifestyle, weight loss journey. Um, And so if you have not listened to episode one and two, I highly, highly, highly recommend you listen to that because it's going to provide a foundation and a framework um, to how my journey started. And you can also, you know, maybe find some tips and some things that can help you in your journey in part one and part two. And so part three is going to be about how am I maintaining now and ways that you can be able to either maintain in your journey or um, ways that you can start, restart, because, you know, life happens. And so this is what this episode is going to be about. And so how am I maintaining? And so, you know, we know that, you know, the pandemic happened, right? And so um, that was back in late, um, well, early, well, yeah, 2020. And, but prior to that, um, I had like experienced the first huge loss, I think, in my life um, as, as an adult. And my brother, my brother passed away in late 2019. Um, it was very hard. 
you know, uh, it was very, very, very hard. And so if you're familiar with grief and loss, it can take a toll on you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And during that time, um, I have an adopted sister. Her mom, she's very close to us. Like we're, she's my, I, I just say adopted sister just to, you know, um, a reference point. But her mom passed away during that same month, right? And so we're dealing with all of these loss and we're like, wow. I'm like, wow, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what, what else could, could happen, you know? And so, um, along with the pandemic and all of that happening and, and forgive me if I go back and forth because it was so many losses at one time. And so during that time, um, my brother had passed away and my sister's mom had passed away. And then um, I think after that, my sister or I think it was my sister. Yes, my sister had passed away and that and it was happening like back to back, y'all. And it was it was just so much. You know, um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And, and this is going to make sense with the journey. And then after that, um, my nephew passed away. And it was like four people back to back. And I didn't know night from day. Like, I didn't know what was going on. Um, and it took a toll. It took a toll on me physically. Um but I'm, I was so grateful in that point where God showed up, like far as in my, 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 my life as, you know, wellness, like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, God was able to show up in a way in my life personally that I've never experienced. And so coming from a person who was an emotional eater and, um, you know, you know, come from depression. During that time, I really didn't emotionally eat. I didn't eat a lot. I didn't eat less. I was just, you know, maintained and simple. Now, I probably didn't work out a lot, you know, and of course, I think a lot of us really didn't because during that time of all my grief and loss, it was also uh, the pandemic. So the gyms were closed and different things like that. But I'm so grateful, even though that I was experiencing grief and loss and everything that can come with that, God was able to help me to maintain, I'm not even talking about weight, but just maintain my wellness in that space where I was still able to take care of myself in that way. And um, even though those were going, you know, happening back to back, I think that me being able to develop those habits earlier on in my journey showed up when life happens, because that definitely was when life happens. Um, Was I doing everything like I was prior? No. And I probably shouldn't have, you know, because you need to take a step back and chill. And that's a part of wellness, taking rest recovering when life happens and even when life doesn't happen. That's a part of holistic wellness. That's a part of taking care of yourself. And so 
those that is one of the biggest things that um I guess factors of how I'm maintaining. I'm still practicing that now. I take a step back. I practice self-care. Um I rest, I recover, you know. I keep it simple. Um and I think when life happened then with all my family members passing away, it put an emphasis on how much for one, how important it is to take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself is not just exercising and eating, right? It's also mental. You know, how are you, how are you holding your stress levels? You know, how are you maintaining your mental health? Sleep, you know, that's a huge factor. And so um, that's how I've been kind of maintaining for the most part. And then when I was in that space of maintaining and during the pandemic and everything, I started to know, you know, create a home gym. Those are some practical things I started doing. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't waver. I didn't sway. I didn't go back to that emotional eating and eating junk food because it was already imparted in me things that I was doing. It was already, it was second nature. So it wasn't something that I had to force myself to do. And I'm so grateful for that. At that time, um, when I was kind of getting into the groove, I lost my best friend. My best friend passed away. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm like, okay, what is going on here, God? Like, are you serious? Like, how is all of this happening? But again, with that loss and still going through the pandemic, um, I was able to to maintain my wellness in a way that worked for me during that season. And I'm so grateful for that. And now I'm still on the trajectory of that. I'm not doing a lot of excessive working out. Um, I'm not doing any crazy diets. And I forgot to mention during 2018, I did become a vegan. Let me just scale back for a little bit. And that worked temporarily. Uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into that. That may be a whole nother podcast episode, but it did work for healing purposes. Um, but it didn't work for me long-term. And so I'm no longer vegan or vegetarian. I do eat meat. Okay. So let me just, uh, just put that out there. But during all that life transition, this is how I was able to maintain. I think it was because what I know for sure is because I built those healthier habits in the beginning and during my journey that I didn't sway off too much. I was able to say, okay, so when life happened before, what did I do? If you listen to the first episode, I talked about, um, or the end of the first and in, in, in the second, how, you know, in my journey and some time in it, I didn't do anything for like six months, um, nothing, you know, but I was in a different mindset. And so I was able to use those habits that I developed in that different mindset to be able to uh, use right now. And that was back in 2013. And so I'm still using those same habits since 2013, those foundational habits that I learned back then with my healthy lifestyle journey now in 2022. And so that's, and, and I know people may think that this is like elementary, but I'm telling you, those are the things that's going to help you in your journey making sure that you're creating these healthy habits. And this is one of the ways that I did it. 
And so um, another way that I've done this is creating a system of healthy habits. So it's one thing to have healthy habits, but it's another thing to have healthy habits within a system that that can house these healthy habits. And so what do I mean by system? So think about it. A system is something that we use to be able to set a foundation, uh, a framework in how we are able to execute our habits, even cultivating them or even developing them. And so get out your pen and pad Um, So this is the time where you can take down some healthy, uh, great tips to be able to do this in a way that makes sense, a way that reflects reflects your journey and when life happens, because it will. It's not if, when when life happens, because it will happen. First step, number one create a system for change. So when we talk about change, hopefully we're 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 referencing changing for the better. So let's say let's create a system to change for the better in your healthy lifestyle journey. Create a system, okay? So what does this look like? For me, once I when life happened and even now, I say okay, what is my goal? I know a lot of people say my why, but I think we got to get a little deeper into that because we know our whys. We like, okay, I have children. I want to be healthy, but we have to get a little bit more specific. What is your goal? What do you want? You have to be specific with that thing because here's the thing. With God, When you ask God for something, right, when you pray to God, God says, be specific. Write it down. Make it plain. And, you know, I know we use that when we do our little vision board parties and when we're doing things like that. But but this is this is something that you can write. This is your vision. So write the vision and make it plain. What do you want? What do you want? Okay. So be very specific. Be very specific in what you want. For me back then, I was just like, man, I just want to feel better. And that is how specific I could get back in that time. Because again, like I said, at the beginning of that journey, I ain't know nothing about no weight loss, no healthy lifestyle, because I was not in that environment. Nobody around me looked like they were doing any of that. I was as specific as specific as I could be during that time with all the information and everything that I had during that time. My thing was I just wanted to feel better because I did not feel good. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I did not feel good. Okay? So that's the first thing. Well, That's the second thing. The first thing is create a system. And so how do you create this system? Is be specific with your goal. What do you want? What do you want? And you know what? I would even... Yeah, we're going to say that's number two. And number three is go to God with 
what you're requesting. Whatever you wrote on that paper, go to God with it. Go to God with it. Because you may feel that you have all the information and all the knowledge and um, that that we have access to, which is great. But I find that a healthy lifestyle journey that's beyond just losing weight, it's going to require a higher power than yourself. Um, because here's the thing, God created us. <laughs> the creator created us to even work out, to even, you know, um, prep meals or whatever the case may be. Go back to the source. That's what I'm trying to say. So when you go back to the source, now you have like, okay, God, this is what I want to do. And now you're being very specific with God of, okay, God, this is what I'm after. Help me to align this with what you're after for me as well. What, what you're wanting me to be, what you're wanting me to do. Does this align with my purpose that you have for me, God? And here's the thing about purpose. Your purpose doesn't have to be this big thing where you're on a platform. This purpose, pur Your purpose can be just being a healthy mom and whatever that looks like to you or being the healthiest person that you can be. So go to God with that thing, whatever it is. And ask for God to help you through this transformation because that's what it is. Again, we have to, we have to make sure that we're putting God first in it and, it, you know, we're seeking God first in what we're trying to do and also making sure that he's throughout it. Because, again, we can't we can't do any of this without without God, even tying our shoes to do, to, to 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 do a race, to walk, to uh, to prep a meal, to eat a meal, to taste it, to smell it, especially nowadays with people losing taste and smell. So we have to go to God with it. And so number one is create a system. Number two is get clear and concise about your goal. What do you want? Number three is go to God with it and make sure that it's, it aligns. Ask God to help you to get around. No, you know what? I'm going to save that for four. But help God to, ask God to help you through his strength. Ask God to, to guide you in how you should do this and give you the tools that you need to shift your mindset, whatever it may be. Make sure that you're putting God first in this and keeping him throughout your journey. And so that was number three. Number four, create the environment. create the environment for what you're trying to do. And so what can that look like? They can look like getting around supportive, positive people that's going to reflect where you are and where you're trying to go. Now, again, this is holistic wellness. This is not just, I'm just trying to lose weight and get back to whatever I would no. We're talking about holistic, mental spiritual, physical, emotional. And it is workout groups like this out here. You just got to seek them. 
there are people out here that look at holistic wellness. You just got to find them. Ask God to help you find those people. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with just focusing in on losing weight. But here's the thing about that. I've worked with so many women and some men and seen some, so many people focus in on solely losing weight that they never focus in on the habits that got them there. And so what happens when life happens, they go back there. And they're usually in the space of diet, culture, and, and trying all these different diets. And, and what will happen, practically what will happen is their body is going to get tired of being on all these diets and all these roller coasters. And it's not going to do anything because the habits haven't changed. So create their environment for success. And so what they can look like, number one, they can look like getting around people who are about holistic health, who are not just focusing in on, on the scale and weighing and what I look like and this and that. Of course, we all want to look good, you know, but that shouldn't be the primary focus. Another way you can create their environment is make sure that your environment reflects where you're wanting to be, not where you are where you're wanting to be. And so what can that look like? Uh, you know, if you're at home, maybe um, creating the space where um, you have food that reflects where you want to go. Like food that you may not be eating right now, but you know that, you know, certain foods that I need to let go of. And so changing your refrigerator, like that's practical things. Start putting more things in there that reflect where you want to go. Um, another practical thing that you can do, um, regarding that is maybe, you know, get into a space of cooking your meals versus going out to eat. These are practical things. And these are things that I did. So when life happened, I wasn't, oh, let me just go, you know, go out to eat and, and get this food. No, I was like, I'm going to the store. I'm going to cook something, keep it really simple. And I'm going to eat that food and call it a day. And so those were habits that I created earlier on. That's why it's so important for you to create those habits. And to pop back in on nutrition, you don't have to meal prep everything. Just start with one meal. Just start with changing one, one um, soda to one water. If you're further off in your uh, journey, just start with... I'm just going to meal prep Monday and Wednesday. You know, I'm going to be more, if it's not meal prepping, I'm going to be more intentional of what I'm eating Monday and Wednesday. That's going to um, help me for long-term success in my healthy lifestyle journey. So start small. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you're all over the place because when you don't, when you lack structure and you lack a system, that is going to be something where God is not going to be able to, to, to you're going to be really distracted and God is not going to be able to get your attention to what your next steps should be in this process because you're all over the place. And so that kind of is a, um, a segue into the next tip, making sure that you keep it simple and you're not doing too many things at one time. 
It's so important that while you're creating this system, that you're being strategic. You have a strategy with this system, right? And so I think one of the best ways that you can do that is to keep it simple. And I know I may have said this word, but to keep it simple and make sure that you're planning it out. Say, for instance, if you're like, okay, um, let's go back to the example with, with nutrition. So Monday and Wednesday, I'm, I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm going to be intentional with cooking, with cooking from home, Mondays and Wednesdays. Now, the other days, I don't know yet, right? We focus on those. We just focus on Monday and Wednesday, or it can just be Wednesday, or it can just be Monday. Whatever you can realistically do, focus in on that. Okay. Far as exercise, it can be, you know, maybe I can't go to the gym five days a week, but I can um, maybe, you know, try to get 10,000 steps a day or 10,000 steps every uh, Monday and Wednesday or 10,000 steps every Tuesday and Thursday or just on the weekends. Make it realistic for you. Try to change that one thing before you try to change five things. Focus in on what you can do instead of what you can't do. Because when we're in a space where we're trying to focus on five things at one time, and we're just talking about your, 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 your wellness journey, you're all over the place. We're not even talking about personal stuff in your personal life that you, you know, your, your other things that you have going on. So make it simple. You know, somebody once told me that um, multitasking is just high level procrastination. And it sure is. Because when you make it simple, you can see actually the change that you're making. And it will mean something more to you when you're able to give something 100% instead of giving one thing 10% and and another thing 50% and another thing 30%. you're You're not being effective. And God doesn't work in confusion. And so if you're keeping God the head of this journey and in this journey, you have to make sure that you're 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 removing all of these things that you're doing, all of these distractions, so you can tune in your ear to what he has to say and what God is trying to show you in your journey. Again, we're talking about lifestyle change. This is going to take more than just you and a couple of workouts and a couple of meals, right? Okay, so that's the next step. I mean, that's the step. Keep it simple. Just do one thing consistently and then you're able to add other things. Just do one thing. At the beginning of my journey, it was like, it was just soda. I took one soda and changed it to water. That was just one thing. And I became so consistent in that, that it developed all of these habits now since 2022. Have I fell off some? Of course. And it's okay. You know, it's okay. But I didn't fall off to the point where I had to completely, I just completely gave up on myself. Okay. So keep it simple, you all. Keep it simple. And the things that I'm sharing are the things that I still do now. You know, it was some points where I was kind of experimenting in a lot of meal prepping. And if you all know me, I did that. But it was fun for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, I wasn't dreading it at all. But now I don't have to do that. 
but it was a way for me to develop a healthy habit back then. So to, to be able to use now. Okay. And so, um, the last thing I want to mention that I think is very, very important is to give yourself grace and kindness. This is so important because, you know, when it comes to living a healthy lifestyle journey, especially if you're still in the space of diet culture, um, and if you're, I mean, if you stay in that space, that's fine. You have a choice, but diet culture will make you feel so bad about yourself and like you're not doing enough. And when I say diet culture, I'm talking about the people that only focus on exercise and what you should look like and using all these different um, extreme ways to to, to um, lose weight, um, a lot of short-term things, um, just, you know, all of these special diets and different things like that. That's diet culture. Diet culture will make, make you think that you're not doing enough. Diet culture will make you feel bad about yourself because you don't have a six pack or whatever the case may be. Um, so making sure that I guess this is kind of twofold that you kind of if you're looking for a holistic wellness, that you kind of get yourself away from that space or, you know, as far as you can and also give yourself grace and kindness. It's going to be OK. You know, give yourself grace. What does that look like? This look like, okay, if I quote unquote make a mistake, you know, it's okay. Like learn from it and keep it moving. Don't harp on it. Don't post about it to get people, other people to, you know, agree with you so you can feel more bad about yourself. Like, nah, you don't need all of that. Like I would say you don't. But just keep it moving. Like, okay, yeah, I ate the ice cream. So I keep it moving. So give yourself grace and kindness and and, and uh, don't restrict yourself. You know, that's being kind to yourself. If you want to eat the ice cream, eat the ice cream and keep it moving. You know? But give yourself grace and kindness and compassion. That's going to that's gonna help you so much in your journey. Um. And I, I give myself grace and, and kindness every day. And I tell my clients the same thing with wellness coaching. Be kind to yourself. Even with mental health therapy, be kind to yourself. You know? Um, it's, 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 I think I want to put one, one more in here. Um, is with being kind and giving yourself grace is also not comparing yourself to others in their journey, you know, uh, making sure that you're showing up in your authenticity. And I believe that when you keep God first in your journey, he's going to reveal that to you. So making sure that you're not coveting or comparing yourself to other people in their journey and what they're doing, I think is very, very important. And the last tip I would give is, and I think this this may be kind of like a diet culture tip, but not too much, is focus in on just nutrition as a whole. Because I think that when we focus in on nutrition, we're better able to think clear and have a, a better mental space versus focusing in so much on exercise. 
I think that that's a huge thing. So I want to wrap this up and I thank you all so much for tuning in. And I hope that these tips can help you in your healthy lifestyle journey and also just help you in general to be inspired, encouraged and be empowered. You can do this, y'all. So if you want more information, please visit me at livewellbeautiful.com. And also, I just pray that you just be well, be well, live and not only live, but live well beautifully.